You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. The Daily Music Business Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Daily Music Business Podcast, bringing you dumb and dumbest. We are a music industry podcast where everything is terrible and the house is on fire. I'm Matt Bacon, here with my beautiful co-host, Keith from Ghost Cult Mag. What's up, Matt? And today, what are we talking about, Keith? We're going to talk about a favorite topic of yours and mine, artificial scarcity. So what is artificial scarcity? In layperson's terms, artificial scarcity is creating demand based on limited availability. Yeah. And and why is this important for sort of underground metal bands to understand? Uh, This goes back to my uh, history in grad school for marketing and advertising and social media. And so, you know, there's this concept. Think about your... uh, hideous and also incredibly popular McDonald's McRib sandwich containing actual no meat that resembles a pork product. I know you're a vegetarian, Matt. I'm not trying to insult, but this thing, the deprivation strategy basically, which is don't have it available all the time, hype it up tremendously, have a limited availability, drive demand across all your channels. These things sell out every time. It's the same thing with limited edition merch. It's the same thing with uh, tour posters by famous artists. It's the same thing in certain bundles. I think uh, a couple of months ago, we saw this with the brand new Black Dahlia Murder album. You're about to say that. I knew you were. The Black Dahlia Murder bundles, which were phenomenal, had like a role-playing game based on Dungeons and Dragons with a, a custom die and an awesome dope puke green beanie. I wanted this thing so bad. It literally sold out in 10 minutes. I think it was like thousands of packages, thousands of bundles sold out in just a handful of minutes. People love having that shit. You know what I mean? People love having like just that little extra thing that makes it special, that makes it rare, especially now where we live in a society where music is kind of post-scarcity, you know, which is to say we all have access to all the music all the time, you know? So you just have to operate with that in mind. That's a really hard thing to operate around. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't know. I think that being self-aware about that stuff is crucial. Um, you know, uh, the other thing with artificial scarcity, I think, is that it gets people talking, you know? And, like, to use your McDonald's example... McDonald's has like four or five products that it uses artificial scarcity on. There's the McRib, but there's also like the St. Paddy's Day Shake and a few other things. I don't really know anything about McDonald's because I don't believe in fast food. Um, But, you know, like these big corporations use this for a reason. You know, you're even seeing this in cars now where like a certain type of car will be limited to like 500 just to make it special. So how does like your average band implement artificial scarcity, Keith? Well, I'm glad you asked. I think there's a bunch of ways. First of all, you can just do it in general. Uh, 
again, limited merch runs. First of all, you, you have to know your audience. This, this includes really getting to, you know, intimately know them. Part of that is through social media and just conversating and being plugged in and aware, but also, you know, some market research, do some surveys, get to know what their likes and dislikes are. If your audience tells you they love trucker hats, put out a new trucker hat every so often and make sure it's only, you know, if you have a thousand fans that love trucker hats and to break even or make a profit, you need to sell a couple of hundred, only do, a, only do you know, 75 or 125 and make it limited edition. So, you know, they sell out, you not only make back your money plus a profit, you're driving demand. And that's really what the crux of this is driving demand. And, and, and the secret hack, the secret, the dirty little secret behind this that no one will actually tell you, but like that really helps is that like, also you probably aren't going to sell that much product. So like, if you just say it's limited edition, but like you only printed 200 because you only thought you were going to sell 200, that's like a super easy bonus hack. You know what I mean? Like most DIY bands on their first record aren't going to sell that many units, you know? So you only want to print like 200. So if you're only printing 200 in the first place, why not just say limited to only 200? Indeed. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't know. I, I, I think that's valuable. I also think there's a lot of value. Keith, what do you think about doing the the limited bundle where maybe it's like two things that aren't really limited, like maybe a CD and a patch, but then also like a limited shirt. Does that work too? For sure. And actually what I've really seen uh, a couple of instances of this recently, Paul Bearer, who is releasing their new album this fall, did a thing where they did multiple bundles, but certain merch was only available in certain configurations at a limited availability. Yeah. So of course you can get the black vinyl, there's thousands of them. But if you want the special swirly dope vinyl that I wanted, it's only available in a certain bundle with the digital and the patch. You had a limited chance to get it once it's sold out, that's it. I don't think they're gonna repress it. Your uh, one of your things, Gimme Radio, Gimme Metal, if you will, now redubbed as Gimme Metal, they just launched a vinyl subscription club for limited signups. And I saw some very, you know, I know fans are a little jaded. Uh, they don't have that many listeners anyway. Uh, actually, they have over 150,000 listeners uh, on just Gimme Metal. So, like, there's definitely an audience for this vinyl club. And they're only letting, I believe, 200 in for the first wave. And I think the first edition is a uh, custom vinyl repress of possessed seven churches. Of course, a classic with like a custom enamel pin of the possessed logo. Dope, dope, dope. And really well done already. I'm sure I think it's open for just a week or two. That's another thing. So not only is the scarcity of the merch itself, a thing you can make the limited basis of time, the scarcity, and yeah, that will drive attention. You know, and, and like, and, and there's a lot of ways to do this that aren't corny, you know, because like, you can just be like, look, we don't want to fuck up and get too many. Like, we're, we're afraid. So show us that you want some, you know what I mean? Or, you know, be like, look, because of how hard it is to put together, we only want to order so many, you know, so like, you know, like putting the onus on the fans, so they really feel that that pressure to buy is really valuable, I think, because people are like, not expecting to be kind of pushed into it a lot of the time, but you kind of need to do that. You kind of need to be like, yeah, bro, you need to buy this thing. Otherwise you're fucked. Um, you know, like this is the only way to get it. And I think that's, I think that's really crucial. Uh, I, I think a lot of people don't really talk about that, but I definitely think 
you know, that's an easy way to push your sales home, you know, even as a small band, you know, even like you see this with small black metal bands all the time where they print only a hundred LPs, you know, and it's like, there you go, you know, and, and then even let's say you have like, uh, you can even like retrofit your stuff to be limited edition. That is to say, you could go and you could be like, uh, my friends in Serpents did this. This was really cool. They went in and they were like, okay, um, you know, like we have a bunch of CDs, but we'll just sign uh, a certain number and then sell those as like a limited edition. You know what I mean? Like just to I make do. it special. I do. Andrew's a homie. He's fantastic at marketing. Uh, I'll also shout out Old Blood, who has a new record coming out, and they did the same thing, the exact same strategy. A different, you know, fantastic variety of merch for a limited time. Once it's gone, it's gone. Get on this. They really have, uh, you know, some bands are just great at knowing their audience and what will fly and what won't. Yeah, and sometimes it's not even that, you know, and, and like the way you got to know is just by asking, you know, like you're going to fuck up a few times and people are going to say like, oh, that's corny. But like ask and also like I was telling this to a buddy the other day, like have your sort of, you know, Keith, you've talked about the Jedi Council before, you know, so have your sort of Jedi Council of like the, the and uh, I've seen a couple bands do this and get put in their place by their fans, you know. By just they have their Jedi Council of their of the you know the twenty guys who spent over fifty dollars on merch recently, you know, and they're just and they just ask those people direct because they're friends with them, you know, and they'll be like, look, bro, uh, this is what we're gonna do. Is this like something that you think would be cool? Because like we think this would target you, you know, and they know their fans will tell them like, yeah, you you know this is a good idea or no, this makes you look like a stunat, um, you know, and I think. I think that's a really valuable piece too that that people don't really engage in. Um, so so do that. So fucking ask, you know, ask your guys, ask your fans. Like, is this something you're about? Um, so we've been over, we've been through a lot. This has been kind of a lightning round. Do you have any final uh, tips, Keith, for um, a band trying to kind of push artificial scarcity? Yes, the one hidden major key as a final thought is. Bum, bum, bum. Up bump, 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 pump up your social media in preparation for the release, during the limited release, and especially right before it closes. Make sure you got that hype train rolling. Make sure you're loading everybody into the top of your funnel and get them ready to purchase by hype, hype, hyping it up. Yeah, but yeah, very much so. You know, and create content around it. Show, do a video showing people why this thing is so special. Lindsay Schoolcraft did that really well, you know, because it's like people need to understand the value you're bringing. If you're not bringing a ton of value, you're screwing up. So I don't know. This is a cool strategy that more people need to be taking advantage of. It's worked wonders in the underground um, and it can work wonders for you too. You just have to get out there. You just have to do it um, and it'll be cool. This has been Dumb and Dumbest via the Daily Music Business Podcast. You have been listening. Are we done yet? Subscribe today to the Daily Music Business Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. On Future Friday, I talked to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and change our view of the world. 
You can check out Future Friday wherever you like. <laughs>